0: This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash loot crate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode.
1: You're listening to a podcast from the cinema geekly podcast network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, the producers of Top Gun and Crimson Tide, and Michael Bay, the director of Bad Boys. Welcome to the Rock. We got visitors. Sean Connery. I'm sure you're ready for listening? Do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best.
0: Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Listen, I'm just a biochemist. I drive a Volvo, a Beige one. So, what do you say you cut me some friggin' slack? Ed Harris. Fire. I, guess I should have waited to hit record until I did that. Yeah, Apologies. Maybe. Uh, welcome <laughs> to a brand new episode of Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. Uh, we have yet another uh, random movie.
1: Yeah. Also, we're both sick.
0: I mean, are you really sick? I, I this think is the I fir- might be. This is the first I'm hearing of it. What's going on?
1: I'm sniffly. I, I think I have a cold. God, see? <laughs> It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's not coronavirus. Everybody, we are okay. It's
1: not. Yeah, we are fine.
0: Yeah, I feel great minus the congestion and the nose. Yeah. So yeah, um, but regardless, we are soldiering through because this is too important not to talk about. Kayla.
1: Yes, this movie is just way too important.
0: It's the year two thousand and twenty, mm-hmm. and we must talk about this uh this film from 1996
1: yes absolutely this is paramount right here we have to we have to do it uh
0: absolutely uh although this film was not uh produced or distributed by paramount pictures um i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) we are talking about uh in honor of uh the passing of the late great Sean Connery, yes. we are talking about Michael Bay's 1996 action thriller, The Rock, uh, which is also starring uh, Nicolas Cage. Cage and Ed Harris yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have two other notable Sean Connery movies in my library at home. And one of them is Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, which I believe you have seen before.
1: Yes, I have seen that before. Considering
0: that it is one of my top five movies of all time, I'm sure you've either sat through it and watched it, or you have walked in and out of living rooms enough times while it was on to basically get the gist of the entire story. (laughs) The other movie I was going to pick was The Man Who Would Be King. Starring Sean Connery and Michael Caine and Christopher Plummer. But you said you've seen this already? I have. So, how? Was it in school or
1: something? I don't remember the circumstances under which I watched it. I just know that I watched it.
0: I can't imagine. I mean, it's possible. I could have watched, because I've, I've watched the Blu-ray copy I have a couple of times, and it's possible maybe you sat and watched it with me one time. Maybe. But I don't really remember Neither that. Neither do
1: I. My memory is not good, so.
0: Um, the Rock, on the other hand, is a movie that... I have not
1: seen. You
0: have not seen, at least in full. To the best of your knowledge, you have seen yeah. bits and pieces of it.
1: I have seen bits and pieces. Like The second that they introduced the main plot, I was like, oh, I've seen this. But I didn't. I haven't seen it enough times to be like, I remember everything.
0: So yeah, you haven't seen it from like beginning to end, that yeah. sort of thing.
1: It was sort of like I picked up in the middle.
0: Yeah. So the story of The Rock is that Ed Harris plays a military general who yes. ran, uh, his his squad ran a lot of
1: illegal,
0: illegal black ops missions. And yes. when his guys were killed... Their
1: families his, got no compensation.
0: They didn't get military funerals. No military funerals. Uh, their families weren't even told what really happened to them. And he couldn't live with those lies anymore. Yes, understandably. Uh, so in order to try to get the government to give these families the compensation that he believes they so rightfully deserve...
1: He- Holds a tourist group hostage on Alcatraz.
0: With chemical weapons. With chemical weapons. That he steals VX
1: gas, a nerve his, agent. His plan is that he's giving the federal government a certain amount of time to give him enough money to give to these families as, like, reparations and then... Yes. He'll do whatever he wants with the rest of the money. And if they
0: don't, he shoots the rocket into San Francisco. He
1: shoots this rocket full of poisonous gas into San Francisco, which would kill pretty much everyone in San Francisco. Yeah,
0: like thousands and thousands. They had a lot of rockets. Yes. um, That contained the the VX gas. So in order to try to stop them, because of course, Kayla, America does not negotiate with terrorists. No. Uh they're like, okay, well what we need is uh somebody who knows the rock mm-hmm. and we need somebody who's a chemical weapons specialist. So enter Stanley Goodspeed, played Nicholas by Cage. Nicolas Cage, who is of course our chemical weapons expert.
1: Yes. And he
0: is very Nicolas Cage throughout this entire film. Yes. Um just from beginning to end it's just a a cageathon of just glorious Nick Cage-ness and uh our previous inhabitant of the rock is uh shit i can't remember his his full name now was it was it john mason okay i know it was mason played by sean connery who uh often gets some of the best lines in this movie yes um but he is a former uh a retired british sas officer who was spying, I guess, on behe- uh, like on the behest of the British government uh, and was captured and was essentially locked away without a trial. Uh, and the stuff
1: that he was spying on them for is, like...
0: Next level, like, so, it changes...
1: It changes everything. It, it
0: changes the movie. Uh, there's a point in the movie where they're like, who really is this guy? And, uh, and this
1: guy is, like, explaining it. Yes, and uh, he's saying that like he has access to all of this like class highly classified information. Yeah, and he gives some examples as to what classified information this is. Yeah,
0: it's not like what happened at Watergate. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, like, it's not uh, like who did who did Bill Clinton really sleep? Like how many mistresses did JFK have? No, it's not it's that. Like,
1: it's like uh, so in the universe of this movie actual aliens landed at roswell
0: yeah he knows about roswell he has all the roswell alien information
1: and also uh it is implied that the government had something to do with the jfk assassination
0: assassination as well and that information (laughs) is also included uh in the the film that uh that john mason procured and hid by the way he hid it and they've never been able to obtain this film um so anyway, they go. Uh, these two men go to Alcatraz, mm-hmm. and they go with a team of of Navy SEALs or Marines or whatever. Uh, but they all get killed by Ed Harris's uh, Marines uh, in a really bloody battle. And the only two people that are left are this old man and this neurotic weirdo, <clears throat> and they have to save the day. And eventually, of course, they do because uh, Ed Harris's General Hummel is not really a bad guy. His motives, uh, his means, like, his, the the way he's going about it is all wrong. Yeah. But where he's coming from is very understandable. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie, it is demonstrated that he does not want to hurt anybody.
1: Yeah. Like, at the at the beginning, when he starts taking hostages, he makes sure that there are no children. Yeah. In the hostage group. Yep. Um, he...
0: He tries to save the Marines during the firefight. He's telling them to cease fire. Yeah,
1: he's trying to because he doesn't want anybody to get hurt. And then he he diverts the path of one of the missiles to go away from a football stadium. Yes. Like like seconds before it was supposed to hit it.
0: Yeah, because he's bluffing. Um,
1: Because he doesn't want to do this.
0: No, he doesn't want to. He's hoping that they they won't call his bluff, that they'll just buy that he's willing to do it. Uh, But they don't. They don't. And ultimately, he ends up uh, dying by the hands of his own men. Well, not his own men. He brings in, like, mercenary guys that are clearly, like, mercenary guys. They're, like, crazy kind of from the get-go almost. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's essentially just the mercenary guys that are left with John Mason and Stanley Goodspeed, and they have to dispatch them. They do in tremendous fashion. Uh, Tony Todd's death perhaps being the best.
1: Absolutely. Out of the
0: bunch when Stanley Goodspeed uh, makes a reference to Elton John's Rocket Man, says you're the Rocket Man, and And then shoots him with a a literal rocket (laughs) out of a window. Which then
1: causes him to then be impaled by a fence post outside.
0: Yes. Which- Talk about your bad luck, Like, damn,
1: that's a bad day for you. (laughs) When you
0: have a bad day. Um. But yeah,
1: save the musicals for your music video podcast. Okay, I, ap- <laughs> I
0: apologize. Everybody, listen to Pod Jockeys, Also on Cinema Geekly. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's, uh, so of course they they save the day, right at the end. Uh, they're about to drop um, the air force is about to drop like thermite explosives because it will neutralize the VX gas. Mm-hmm. But like at the very last second, he's like green flares. We won, and they do drop some thermite, but uh, it only... It's
1: nowhere near where any of the hostages It doesn't are. kill any of the
0: hostages, and it only results in an explosion that makes... like that sends, like, Nicolas Cage flying into the water very dramatically. But yes. he, also, he also survives. He also survives. Uh, and at the end of the day, he lies to the FBI director Womack, yes. and, and says, says that John Mason had died.
1: Yes, which is obviously not true.
0: But. No, he allowed him to just go, like, live his life, because he was wrongfully imprisoned. And he's got this daughter... Uh, <laughs> Kayla, the end of the movie is like another movie. It is. The movie ends because John Mason at one point gives Stanley Goodspeed this note that's just like... That Go to,
1: tells him where the The secret, film is. Yeah. The, the secret FBI secrets are.
0: Yeah. And it's just like at the movie ends essentially with like Nick Cage and his wife and they're like, I don't know, like Thelma and Louise or some shit at the end of this <laughs> movie you know where they like they break into this church and grab the the film and they run away from the priest who's chasing after them mm-hmm. and then he's just like honey do you want to know who really shot JFK and, and that's the, the end, the end, end. Of the, that's the end of the movie um Kayla what did you think of the rock I liked it Yeah you really I, did I did I was worried that you might think it was too long in some places and I know you had one major <laughs> one major loophole criticism about <laughs> the giant car chase scene uh and coming in to like meet his daughter. Yeah. Okay, tell me about this, because I think it's I mean it's on it's on point. It's true.
1: So he okay, so John Mason goes on this whole mess of car chase that leaves so much destruction behind him just because he wants to go see his daughter. Yes. Now my thinking, obviously, I understand it wouldn't make for that fun of a movie. I understand <laughs> that. But for the sake of like logistics at the start of this movie when they pull him out of prison yep. and they just want him to help them so bad.
0: Yeah, they're like what do you want? Yeah. They were
1: like what do you want? We'll give you anything. He literally could have just said I want to see my daughter.
0: Yeah. He's like that's well, all
1: he had to do, and he didn't do it.
0: He's like, I want this hotel. I want
1: this hotel. I want my hair done. I want a suit. I want. Yeah. Now like, you know.
0: Now you know why he did all of those things because he wanted to look presentable for his daughter. He didn't want to look like a mangy criminal. Yeah. He wanted to look clean cut and in a nice suit, so he looked presentable for when he met his daughter. Yeah,
1: but like. He could have been like, I'm going to do all those things, but then call up my daughter and have her come here. Or like have someone go get her.
0: Yes. In his mind, his plan was, I'm not going to ask him for that. I'm going to ask him for these other things so I can look presentable, but then I'm also going to hatch an elaborate escape plan... And then I'm going to lead them on a wild, like, a crazy car chase. But, like,
1: he didn't need to do any of that.
0: No, he didn't. He really could have...
1: He really could part have of just his been of, like, hey, here's her name, here's her address, go get her, bring her here.
0: Yeah, this is my list of demands. I just want a nice room to stay in. I'd like some food. I would like a shower and a shave and a haircut. And I would like to see my daughter. That is all, please.
1: That's all he had to do. But, no, he had to be all over dramatic and complicated.
0: Yep. <laughs> but, look, it did... It did act... Number one, it it serves two purposes. Purpose the first is that uh, it resulted in a really cool car chase (laughs) which does not really serve the story at all. It was just really cool. Uh, But purpose the second, Mm -hmm. um, it does serve as a relationship like anchor between John Mason and Stanley Goodspeed because um, like all of the cops come rushing to him and his daughter's like, are they here for you? And he's like, yeah. Uh, But Stanley gets to him first and he's like, your dad's working with us. He didn't want him to look bad in front of her, which uh, is incredibly generous and kind of him. Considering the high speed ass chase they were just on and all the destruction that was done. In Nicolas Cage's character's mind and heart, Kayla, he's like, this son of a bitch. But then when he sees them with his daughter, he's like. Aww. He's doing it for his daughter. Aww. Oh, okay. Okay. He's working with us. He's a good guy. He's Come a, on, John. Let's go do our job.
1: He's a good stand-up man. Like, After to be honest, spent, like,
0: none of that makes any sense. No, it does not. There's a lot of things in this movie that don't
1: make sense, but that doesn't mean that this movie's not good.
0: No, it's a lot of fun. Yes. No, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I remember at one point you're like, so is Sean Connery sort of like a Kmart John Wick? And I'm yeah. like, well, he's not as cool as John Wick. Uh, but then they cut to a scene immediately where he like hand throws a giant fucking bowie knife and in, like into a dude's neck. <laughs> which I'm like, okay, that's pretty John Wick. Uh, which by the way is now a descriptor uh, yes. of any sort of brutal kill. John Wick. Very John Wick. Um,
1: Very much John Wick.
0: So who is your favorite character then?
1: John
0: Connery. Yeah, John Mays. He was tremendous.
1: Like, what, what kind of question is
0: that? Like, I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite. Honestly, I think my favorite stuff from him, like, my favorite lines are the- is the shit, like, right at the end. Mm-hmm. When he's like, I'm just going to leave. Like,
1: I'm just going to go. I'm, f- I'm
0: fed up with this. And Nicolas Cage is just yelling at the top of his lungs and he's like he's like be quiet he's like some sniper's gonna get his ass uh and he's like no no talk louder (laughs) he's just mocking him the whole time um but he gets some of the funniest and best lines in the movie
1: i'm like john are you okay (laughs) of course i'm okay you fucking idiot idiot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you remember my reaction when he said that line
1: you were very happy about it
0: yeah i said someone give him an oscar
1: just just in the middle of the scene, just walk in and be like... Just hey, for guys.
0: that. It's just the way he delivered it. Sean Connery was so tremendous in this movie. I mean, look, Nicolas Cage was Nick Cage. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: All the way. The whole time. Like, everything from, like, the awkward conversation he had with his wife at the very beginning of the movie where he finds out she's pregnant. <gasps> And then she's like I want to get married. Like Kayla all of that. You're in a relationship. You've been in one for for many years. Yes. Is that how people talk to each other like in situations like that? <laughs> like I'm I'm pregnant and he's like, "Whoa, what?" Oh, okay. Um she's like, "I think maybe we should get married." And he's like, "Whoa."
1: Like, well, I've obviously never had to tell my boyfriend that I'm pregnant because that's not a thing that I'm doing right now.
0: So far. <laughs> Let's keep it that way, huh? <laughs> Let's keep it that way. It's on. It's on digital wax now.
1: I am still a minor, so yes, not today. Good. Uh, so, so I, I'm, I, I'm like in dad
0: to, mode now. I'm
1: trying to think of like an equivalent to what that situation would be. I mean,
0: it's just a, he he responds so weirdly to it.
1: I I think a lot of it is like when you tell someone something like that because that's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. They kind of don't know how to yeah. react because, like, I feel like it's some weird innate desire in everyone to be a parent. Yeah. Like, whether you ge- whether you genuinely really want to be a parent or not.
0: Yeah, maybe you just want to be a... There a, is some a,
1: desire to be a parent. Yeah,
0: maybe you just want to be, like, a cat mom or a dog mom or, yeah. you know, whatever.
1: So receiving news like that is a huge deal and you might not know how to react at first because you're like, whoa, wait, hold on.
0: I guess, but it's the way he does it seems so, like, laissez-faire. Like, he just seems so, like, not really interested.
1: Well, because, like, think about it. When you find out, like, if you find out that someone you know is dead, mm-hmm. you don't immediately jump in with the hysterics and screaming.
0: Yeah, I mean... You're
1: usually like, whoa.
0: I mean, you okay. might. Yeah.
1: Like, you're in shock. Sure. So, like, you would respond like that if you're in shock. And then being told yeah. immediately after that, hey, let's get married. Like, that's that's a lot of things that to is, say all at once.
0: That is a lot of things. And and to his point, um, you know, he's like, a lot of stuff has happened in the last seven seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, to be fair. But he's got a lot of great Nicolas Cage moments. To me, the king of which is, uh, how in the name of Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cell?
1: I need to start using that more often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just an incredible statement right there.
0: Yeah. And it's really the shouting of it that he it's the build up to the shout. Because it's like how in the name of Zeus is and then it's butthole.
1: Yeah, because he's just like so calm until he gets to the word butthole and then he has to yell.
0: Yeah. That
1: <laughs> it's hilarious. Like he he waits. He he waits for the build up.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, he knows that's like uh he, he's like
1: In the words of John Mullaney, save it, build to that.
0: That's the money word, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite scene in the movie? I mean, mine's the Rocket Man scene. Um, like to me, that's like the I think the that best thing, thing
1: where uh, John Mason figured out the timing of that furnace bullshit underneath Alcatraz is pretty cool. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous, but like it's so cool because it's like, damn, how much attention okay. did you pay to this? Do
0: you remember uh, Galaxy Quest when? Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver have to, like, go through the bowels of the ship yeah. to, like, get to the, and the they core. To, they
1: have to call up the nerd squad. Yeah, to, like, help them through it. But they
0: get to, like, this one portion where it's just, like, a bunch of shit like, slamming into each other. It's, like, a maze of, like, timing mm-hmm. of just, like, compressors and, like, like, you'll get squished if you don't do it right. Yeah. And she's like, what does this even do? What is it doing here? Whoever wrote this episode should be shot or whatever. Um, that was like the same thing. What the fuck was that weird yeah, furnace timing that? thing? Why was,
1: Why was it like that? Why was did was it, it do there? that?
0: Um, <laughs> so weird. There's a lot of that, though, under Alcatraz, Kayla, that we learned all about. Uh, I want to go
1: underneath Alcatraz now to see if all that shit's actually there. It is
0: so totally not there. I want it. Uh, to be. That's just like the Michael Bay version of of what's under Alcatraz. But <laughs> there's mm-hmm. so much. I'm sure Glenn is very jealous that he couldn't talk about this podcast with us because he loves this movie and uh, there's so many Nicolas Cageisms uh, in here that we didn't even touch on. Does
1: Glenn like Nicolas Cage? Does he? Does he stand?
0: I mean, everybody loves Nicolas Cage. I, I don't. think. What, what are we even doing here? <laughs> How are you even my daughter? No,
1: I don't, it's not, I don't, like, stand Nicholas Cage. Okay, okay, But I don't, like, hate him either. Okay. i just kind of, like, in the middle.
0: Yeah, I I'm, mean. I, I'm,
1: I'm on the, I'm on the, uh. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the fence.
0: I mean, I love him because he's Incredibad. Um, he's just, like, so good at being not good.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, like it's.
1: He's very talented at being awful.
0: It's hard to decipher. Yeah, he's just entertaining. But not in like a way that it'd be like, that was a very nuanced performance. Well done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he does not do nuance. No. <sighs> okay. So. You liked it.
1: Yes. <gasps> okay.
0: <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Um,. Well, that's good. I never know how to end these when you're like, I liked it. Because then it's like, I don't like it. And here's why. We could at least build off of that. But no, it's like, I like it. So I'm just stuck here.
1: Very cut and dry.
0: Sitting here like a jerk. Uh, I don't don't know what else to say. Uh, So maybe that's just the wrap.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, let's do it then. Uh, That's the podcast for this week. Head on over to CinemaGeekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher and Spotify. Uh, just search for Mystery, Mystery Teen, Teen Girl Theater, Theater Nine Thousand. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time. Please, uh, we crave attention. Yes, and we will die without you.
1: Yes, we're like we're like fairies. If you don't believe in us, we don't exist. So. <laughs> Please.
0: (laughs) Please listen to our podcast. Please. Um, uh, But yeah, we'll come back next time with another movie. We'll see if I can think of something else that Kayla might like. And uh, we'll talk to you then, folks.